Do we want to also talk about Renaissance songs? Yeah. I mean, what would you say are the ones that you like the most? I think like the quad of cozy alien superstar Cuffit and energy. Yes. You have to listen to those four together as well. I mean, like, you know, one after the other. Yeah, because they blend in together yeah. so well. That's like one big song for me. That's that's a great choice, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> what about you? I mean, Energy's also up there for me. Cuff It is up there for me. Church Girl's up there for me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just like overall, what a fun album. Hi, I'm Lydia. And I'm Sonika. And welcome to Pop Rocks and Tea, a podcast about all things pop culture. And all the tea that comes with it. We're skipping the news recap on the pod this week because we really want to focus on three pretty big stories. But of course, if you still want to know the headlines, we've got you covered on Instagram at Pop Rocks and Tea Pod. But we want to start off with this ongoing story down in the streaming services headquarters. That's right. We are talking about Netflix, HBO Max, and Warner Brothers Discovery, and the whole slew of layoffs that we're seeing from these companies. The newsmaker right now is Warner Brothers Discovery, aka Discovery Plus. So Discovery was not doing well at all when the company went public earlier this year. So they went public in April, and they landed up in $55 million worth of debt which reports say is because of AT&T's Warner Media division merging with Discovery. And that move really didn't work, not just for entertainment streaming services, but even initiatives like CNN Plus, where they streamed like newsy content for about a month before it was shut down. So they knew they had to do something to salvage this, right? The proposed strategy to bring in Discovery Plus and HBO Max under one umbrella streaming service. But this means that partially to cut corners, but also people simply don't need two sets of people doing the same job. People are getting laid off. Mm -hmm. And according to a report by The Wrap, Warner Brothers Discovery plans to lay off 70% of the streamer's development business, which includes major layoffs for HBO Max executives and staff. And these moves aren't just affecting employees, but it's hitting the content as well. Mm -hmm. So HBO Max has been quietly removing content off the platform and just hoping streamers won't notice, including shows like Amsterdam, Miss Fletcher, which a lot of people were upset about, and movies like Moonshot. Um, You probably know it's the one that Cole Sprouse and Lana Condor star in, and they go to the moon for some reason. That's okay. That's fine. We can pretend. Lana, honey, we didn't see it. It's okay. (laughs) Yeah, I don't even know what they were thinking with that. But the biggest production that fell victim to this change was the Batgirl movie, which was set to premiere on HBO Max. And that movie was nearly finished when executives decided to scrap it for a tax write-off. Not to mention, it was nearly finished and it cost $90 million to make. Mm -hmm. And it was meant to star Leslie Grace as our titular hero, J.K. Simmons, Brendan Fraser, and Michael Keaton returning as Batman himself. And Leslie took to Instagram the day after the movie was reportedly shelved to say, quote, to every Batgirl fan, 
Thank you for the love and belief allowing me to take on the cake and become, as Bab said best, my own damn hero, unquote. I mean... I'm honestly not even that much of a Batgirl fan, but I'm bummed that we're not going to see this movie now because that cast is just, like, awesome. There's just so much talent involved. And, like, Michael Keaton returning as Batman, like, who would have thought in 2022? Yeah. But I think the bigger issue here is the fact that these streaming platforms are just having trouble keeping up with each other and people are losing their jobs because of it. And Netflix has been going through similar issues. The streaming service has been losing subscribers and bringing in less revenue this year, partially because their own crackdown on password sharing and just partially because, you know, the economy, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it'd be rough out here. <laughs> uh, and, and since the beginning of this year, they've Netflix has laid off 450 people, which might not sound like a lot in the grand scheme of things, but if things keep going the way that they are, I, I'm a bit concerned about how that's going to impact the content, right? Yeah, 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 for sure. And that goes for HBO Max as well. I mean, the one thing that's really interesting about this merger is that Warner Brothers Discovery's CEO, David Zasloff, said they were going to stop making movies for streaming because it's more profitable to release movies in theaters. Meanwhile, Netflix is doing the complete opposite. I mean, I guess we'll see which strategy works in the long run. But after seeing the latest Netflix original film, The Gray Man with Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans, I think Netflix is in a bit of trouble. (laughs) Okay. I don't know anything about the plot because, like, I don't care about those kinds of movies. I I know it was really bad, and they totally screwed over Dhanush, who they made. He's an Indian actor who's a huge star in the Tamil film industry. And people here were really excited to have him, like, alongside freaking, you know, Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans. Right, yeah. I think, like, the only, like, significant line was, like, oh, my sexy Tamil man is here, something like that. That's it? It was, like, something ridiculous like that. I didn't watch the movie, but people were mad. I just personally couldn't even get past the first 10 minutes. My sister kept recommending that I watch it, and she was like, it's really good, I promise. You just got to get past the first 10 minutes, and I couldn't do it. (laughs) And then I just kind of had it on background noise while I cleaned my apartment. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) And now... There's also that Winx Saga show that's getting a second season, which Netflix, it's fine. (laughs) This is where you can cut down a little bit. Exactly. I mean, like, who is enjoying this show? I looked on Rotten Tomatoes, right? I did some research. It is 75% audience rating on Rotten Tomatoes. But, like, who enjoyed this show? Because the original Winx Club fans... AKA us hated it. <laughs> the people who like were new to Winks, like the youngins, hated it. Like, why are we giving this a season two? <laughs> I don't like someone must be watching for them to justify renewing it, but whew, I don't know. It really they took the original and they were like, we will turn this into Riverdale. Literally. And it's like, oh, let's just like take out all any of the fun, any of the yeah. magic, any of the representation, like oh yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I mean, at least Riverdale is just wacky enough to keep people's attention, and this other show just like 
I couldn't tell you a single thing that happens in the plot. I really could not. But Riverdale? I'm always in awe of how long we lasted watching Riverdale video. <laughs> we really stuck it out. No, we, we stuck really it out. We know. got up to like maybe halfway through season three. Oh, I think we went even further than that. I stopped after, uh, was it Chad Michael Murray got in that rocket? Do <laughs> 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 you remember that? Oh my God. After that, I was like, no. They did not jump the shark. They like jumped the whale. And I was like, we out of here. I remember that. I think I watched for a little after that. And then I was like, okay, my brain has officially melted. We're done. I just, you know, I hope that after all of these layoffs and mergers and things, like these two companies aren't, you know, sacrificing quality for quantity. Yeah. Especially Netflix, because they have gotten significantly less, you know, Emmy nominations compared to, I mean, HBO always like kills it, but like, it's just something to think about. And like HBO as well under this merger, how much is it going to affect content and how important are, you know, getting these awards and these kinds of accolades to these executives. Exactly. And like, I don't think fans of all of the HBO hit shows need to worry. Like Euphoria is here to stay. The White Lotus, like Succession, all that stuff is staying. It's really just like the stuff that, you know, might have gotten greenlit a first season, but like maybe didn't catch on as much as other shows. Mm -hmm. And it's like, those are the shows that like have the ability to make an impact, but you're like maybe not giving them enough a chance and so yeah we can only hope for their well-being now i think it's time we talk about renaissance the new beyonce album that's received widespread acclaim but also a bit of backlash that's right while we personally have been vibing to the album since it dropped two weeks ago i literally have not listened to anything else since then (laughs) um same here girl i mean i can't stop i wake up and i think about renaissance (laughs) but it has come under fire for a few different reasons first Her track, Heated, was criticized for being ableist because it used the word spaz, which is derogatory towards people with cerebral palsy. So Beyonce did what Lizzo did just like a few weeks ago. She took the word out of the song and re-uploaded it to streaming services. A few days after that, singer Khalees got upset with Beyonce for using a sample of her hit song, Milkshake, in the song, Energy. Energy didn't feature Khalees' vocals on Milkshake, but it did feature the production, which was done by Pharrell Williams and the Neptunes. So Beyonce credited them as co-writers on Energy, but did not credit Khalees at all. In fact, Khalees isn't even credited as a songwriter on Milkshake. It's just Pharrell and the Neptunes. So Khalees took to Instagram to express how upset she was about not being credited or contacted beforehand to use the sample at all going so far as to call it theft in a tweet. So to remedy the situation, Beyonce took out the sample from the original track and re-uploaded it like she did with Heated. But this opens up a whole can of worms because like Monica Lewinsky, 
is now calling on Beyonce to change the lyric, referencing her to her song in Partition, which I like low-key love that line, but whatever. (laughs) That's neither here nor there. And some are saying that all these changes after the album is released are going too far and could open the door for other artists to do the same. But I don't know. Is it like, do you really think people are going to let me go back into my music and like edit it? Right. I mean, I think we can both agree that what she and Lizzo did changing a word that's widely considered derogatory is like a very acceptable change to make. But I think with things like sampling and production, like I feel like that stuff you got to sort out ahead of time if you don't want a lawsuit on your hands, you know? Well, the only thing I'm like, I don't understand why Beyonce like wasn't like, I don't know, reading entertainment news because the Lizzo thing was everywhere. Yeah. Her changing the song and like not using the word spaz, but I mean, I guess she just missed that. So that I'm like a little bit like, okay, Beyonce, you could have avoided that. But with like the production, I mean, she's had like, what, six years since her last solo release? If you're not counting the Lion King, the gift album, it is six years. Right. But I count it. Right. It's been a little less than that. Me too. But (laughs) that's neither here nor there. It's been a while either way. So, you know, I think that she could have just thought about like sampling and production or like her team with the Khalees thing even though she isn't technically a songwriter on her song she's still singing it and like deserves some credit like you know like I mean yeah maybe I don't know something it's like milkshake by Khalees it's not milkshake by Pharrell Williams and the Neptunes you know yeah even if like her name isn't on the original like writing credit so (laughs) right also i mean the lyrics are literally my milkshake brings all the boys to the yard it's not exactly like top notch songwriting to begin (laughs) with you could give her a little bit of the credit yeah 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 i agree yeah and and then with the monica Lewinsky thing i mean partition's been out since what 2013 self-titled came out in 2013 something like that i don't know I just remember being in high school listening to that, and I was like, hmm, I feel very grown up and mature. (laughs) (laughs) Right? (laughs) Oh, my God. And, like, especially with a song like Partition. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And, like, it's just interesting that, like, now you jump on this bandwagon to, to try and change it, Monica Lewinsky. I mean, I just think that if... B ended up listening to that criticism and like made the change it would just open the door for like everyone to kind of nitpick artists discography for things that like might not have even been a big deal like do you know what I mean yeah because it's like I mean music is like art art imitates life whatever but you have to like take inspiration and like references from like stuff that's going on and like honestly like Monica Lewinsky is like kind of like a cultural icon so maybe not for the things that she'd like but she's still like a cultural icon so right and it's like not even the first time she's been referenced in hip-hop at all like I think there's an entire list you could probably look up of all of the hip-hop references (laughs) exactly and so for her to just kind of like pick this one song like as Beyonce is coming out with these changes yeah all right. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I think the one 
kind of argument that's valid here is the fact that so like by not including Khalees and like this Monica Lewinsky thing, Beyonce is not being the feminist icon that she like talks about and sings about and like represents herself as because she very easily could have like given Khalees that platform or not platform, but like that recognition and supported her in that way when like Pharrell and the Neptunes didn't. Right. And yeah. same with Monica Lewinsky, obviously like <laughs> that was not a fair power dynamic between her and Bill Clinton. But I think that's like the only like argument that has like a little bit of validity. No, it's very valid. It's it's very valid. I'm not sure how much weight it holds though in like the grand scheme of like music and pop culture. I mean, I personally think Khalees should have gotten a little bit of credit considering her name is on the song. Yeah. But I mean with with Monica, I think it just might be a little too late. Yeah, if she thought it up like back in the day, then we'd have a conversation, right? Yeah, but I guess that's this wasn't really the kind of thing you brought up back in the day, like change the lyrics to your song, Beyonce. Right. <laughs> exactly. And like, could this open the door? Like I said before, could this open the door to like, you know, people going into people's songs, like much older songs and being like, oh, well, they said this, like you should take it down and then like re-upload it. And it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. if we do this, we could do it all day, you know? Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, it's kind of like we can, we can draw the line somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I think as long as going forward, artists are more aware (laughs) of what they're saying in their songs and who they're you know just like just more aware on all fronts right i think it'll be okay all right to wrap up this episode it's time for another meme and sugar the segment where we break down the most popular memes trending on the internet right now and this week we're talking about taylor swift's private jet <laughs> We've been waiting for this. We have been waiting to do a segment like this. We saw the first meme and we were like, oh my God, our bodies are ready for me. (laughs) (laughs) So for those of you not in the know, Taylor Swift made headlines last week when she landed on the top of a list of celebrities with the worst private jet CO2 emissions. So the list was published by British marketing agency Yard. And the data was collected from a Twitter account called Celeb Jets, which tracks private jet trips. So the people included on this list are Jay-Z, Blake Shelton, Steven Spielberg, and Kim Kardashian. You know, everyone you would expect. <laughs> <laughs> Although I would not have expected Blake Shelton. I, I That was a surprise yeah, to me. Where is he going? That's a great question. <laughs> So once this news got out, people were very quick to make fun and exaggerate. So videos of people flying around in helicopters were captioned things like Taylor Swift going from her living room to her bedroom. (laughs) Or or my personal favorite, Taylor Swift flying to Italy to get some pasta sauce because she ran out. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) That spoke to the Italian in me. So much. And I want to thank whoever put that tweet out because that was wonderful. (laughs) That's really good. I saw one with like 
her going on a Starbucks run, but wow. I think oh, that was a good one too. The, the Italy one takes the cake though. <laughs> but in all honesty, while Taylor's made attempts to be quote unquote sustainable, she's kind of doing the opposite. Um, obviously she's private jetting everywhere, but anyway, let me calm down. <laughs> um, in 2020, Vogue Australia wrote a story called why Taylor Swift has become one of the world's biggest sustainable fashion influencers to which I say, who the fuck cares? Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. First of all, if you're like a celebrity, you're not sustainable. Unless you're someone who's become famous for being sustainable, you're not sustainable. So she'd collabed with Stella McCartney to release a range of sustainable, clo- sustainable air quotes, clothing options, which is not sustainable. Because if you're making more clothing for the sake of selling it under the label that it's sustainable, you're just adding more product into the market that doesn't really need it and that's basically greenwashing it's just marketing literally exactly and it's not like anything in the clothing line was made of like recycled materials or anything Uh, Stella McCartney made a post about it calling the collection sustainable but she didn't explain what made it sustainable at all I love that I love that so much it makes H&M look so good (laughs) (laughs) for real oh my god (laughs) also she apparently wore a reformation dress for a tiktok that was you know sustainably made which again who the fuck cares i'm sorry like everyone in the northeast of the united states owns a patagonia quarter zip that does not mean they're out here saving the environment they weren't (laughs) like oh my god patagonia gives back they're so environmentally conscious i must get their quarters like you know ridiculous no and especially when you know this is according to the un climate change um but the fashion industry uses more energy than aviation and shipping combined and it accounts for 10 percent of global carbon emissions and 20 percent of wastewater so the fact that her start in sustainability was through making clothes like red flag yeah yeah and like sustainable is basically just become another word for greenwashing it's just another buzzword Mm -hmm. so i mean don't fall for it when you see it like be very skeptical when you see it you're honestly better off thrifting or buying secondhand than just buying a quote sustainably made piece of clothing because that doesn't it's just a word it does not mean anything oh yeah i mean i could talk about this forever but um the point is the private jet (laughs) Back to the jet. Back to the jet. So I've seen a couple of arguments that flying in these jets is like more for logistical purposes and safety because I don't know, I guess like a jet is safer if you're in the air um, and they're not just using a private jet for the sake of it, unless you're Kylie Jenner, I guess. Um, (laughs) So we'll get to her in a minute. We'll get to her in a minute. But I'm just like, what kind of celebrity are you that you can't get security set up for like a journey that takes 17 minutes in the air? So like, that's what, three hours by car, probably? Like, yeah, like, yeah, it's something, something along those lines. If you're like famous enough to own a private jet, you should also be able to hire adequate security. Like, it just doesn't make sense. The amount of like, the grotesque amount of wealth that these people have. And like the 
just lack of care. <laughs> right. And it's most of the time they're not doing international trips. Like I get it if you're like on tour and you have to fly from like LA to like London and you have to be there like that night for the show. But no, she's going from Nashville to fucking Missouri. Like it's <laughs> that was the shortest trip she took. Why are you going to Missouri? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, if if you look on the report, Taylor Swift's shortest trip that she took this year was from Nashville to Missouri. It took 36 minutes <laughs> and it wasted like thousands of metric tons of CO2. It's insane. I can't. <laughs> I'm angry. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so that's way more than a car for those of you who are having trouble keeping up. <laughs> um and according to this report, um, Taylor's plane has taken 170 trips since January and emitted more than 8,293 metric tons of CO2, which is like over a thousand times that of what an average person emits. Like, sheesh. <laughs> The thing that sucks the most, right, is like we're all down here trying to figure out how to fight climate change and do things that would be like net zero, less emissions, what have you. Meanwhile, you have these celebrities like Taylor Swift and Kylie Jenner and Travis Scott (laughs) trying to decide like, oh, whose private jet are we going to take today? (laughs) Like, Who's going to take Stormy to daycare? <laughs> yeah, don't get me started on Kylie because it's <laughs> it's a whole other, much larger can of worms with her. But so, okay, so the argument is that some people think that pointing fingers at these celebrities and like shaming them doesn't work. But like, what else are we supposed to do? Right. Like a change.org petition? Right, like... <laughs> How are we supposed to make any progress if we are not pointing out these discrepancies between these people that have tons of money and tons or emitting tons of CO2? Yeah. And meanwhile, we're just like (laughs) trying our best. Just like, let me bring a mug to the coffee shop so I don't create more waste. Right. Like, we're out here like right. doing like whatever we can and then there's people like this. Right. And it's like I resell my clothes. I never let any clothes try to go into like a landfill or I give them away mm-hmm. to people. I buy like things that like help store food in ways that's like reducing less plastic. Yeah. I'm like, you know, we're out here putting in the effort. <laughs> yeah, I like went shopping for the first time in like six, seven, eight months. And I like bought one thing and like, I was like, I'm done. Like, I don't need any more. I can't bring myself to buy any more. We could honestly go into the clothing industry all day. If you want that, if you want that episode to happen, like, please let us know because we'll do it. Um, (laughs) But, you know, basically, I mean, there's, there's just nothing else that we ourselves can do about it and even now as all of this private jet stuff has come to light celebrities 
still aren't owning up to anything or taking responsibility. They're just playing the defensive. Like, Mm -hmm. for example, Taylor's team responded saying that not all the plane trips were hers alone and that she would loan out the plane to other people. Mm -hmm. But that's just not addressing the problem. That's just putting the blame on somebody else. Yeah. Who are the other people who also need to take a private jet? Because exactly. We, we need to know. Add them to our list. <laughs> right. There you go. And then even when Kylie got called out because she she posted a picture of Instagram of her and Travis Scott at the airport basically being like, whose jet are we taking? Mine or yours? And that got a bunch of backlash being like, hey, you're like admitting thousands of metric tons of CO2 though. <laughs> um, she didn't say anything. Yeah. She didn't give a response. Yeah. Because she doesn't need to at the end of the day. But whatever. I mean, the people who are really going to end up suffering, Stormy baby, <laughs> um, Wolf baby. I don't know what the new kid, the kid's name the other, the Her other the kid. Other. Yeah. Northwest, Chicago, St. Penelope, all of the other Car Jenner grandchildren. Because, you know, they're still going to be around when the... <laughs> When the world goes to shit. <laughs> and I think I think they're going to, or at least on some sadistic level, I hope that they're going to resent their parents for caring so little about their future. Because first of all, I think it won't be avoidable for them. I don't think, you know, at that point, they're going to be able to just ignore the climate crisis the way that rich people are able to right now. And second, I think it'll just show that they're a little more in tune with reality than their parents were. Yeah. And, you know, these people have so much money, they can do whatever they want. They know climate change is happening and they have the ability to do something. So, I mean, I guess all we regulars can do is just keep doing what we're trying to do (laughs) to curb emissions and hope that celebrities like Taylor, like Kylie, reflect on these reports and think to themselves, you know, hey, Maybe I can just do a little road trip to Missouri. (laughs) Yeah. Would that be so bad, Taylor? Would it make it a thing? Right. And like, I've done that road trip. It's it's maybe like four hours from Nashville to to St. Louis, Missouri. That's like a nice drive. That's really not bad. Yeah. I mean, I guess compared to a 36 minute plane ride, it's it's a little long. You could get one of those like tour bus, like an RV. Right? She can take a little and like hire someone to drive. Exactly. Like, didn't artists used to just go around and tour buses anyway? Yeah. Yeah. What happened to that? Yeah. Bring that back. <laughs> All right. That is it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. We've been dying to talk about sustainability and climate change on the show, especially when it comes to celebrities and the fashion industry and influencers. So if you want us to do more episodes like this, give us a follow or subscribe because we are now on five different streaming platforms. Woohoo! Yes. And don't forget to give us a follow on our Instagram too, at Pop Rocks and Tea Pod. We post tons of fun content on there, and we're probably going to be reposting some of our favorite celebrity private jet memes, uh, so you can look out for that. But we also post reels and reviews and even stuff from you guys, so feel free to DM us if there's something that you'd like to see. 
So until next time, get some Pop Rocks, drink some tea, and celebrities, please cool it with the private jet trips. (laughs) You don't need to take a jet to pick up a few things at Costco. It's not it. (laughs) Uh, Alrighty. Bye. Bye.